Welcome to the First Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tad. If this is your first time listening to First Time Podcast, it's really, really simple. Either me, my guests, or both of us are experiencing something for the first time, usually a movie or a TV show, but it can be just about anything. And then we talk about it because it's a podcast. So today is another fun episode. I mean, as fun as it can be. I have my part-time co-host here with me. Uh, my wife, Nikki's back. Hi! And then our um, sort of third wheel, uh, other part, part-time part co-host whenever we record is on the show. So you might hear him in the background from time to time crying, groaning, uh, tip-tapping across the floor, drinking water. Um, but Buddy Mo is sleeping in the corner, so we have yeah. to acknowledge him. Um, we finally got him comfortable enough that we could record, so fingers crossed we can get through this without too much um, of him in the background. But you click the episode, you know what this one is. Um, today we are going to talk about Euphoria Season 1. I'd like each of you to get up and tell us a five-minute story about your summer. some point you make a choice about who you are and what you want. Hey, I'm Rue. I'm an addict. You're about to start a brand new chapter. Some new girl in town that I think you're going to be friends with. I'm Rue. I'm Jules. Suddenly, the whole world goes dark. And nothing else matters but the person standing in front of you. I'm envious of your generation. You guys don't care as much about the rules. And they're just reaching for something to make it all seem meaningful. Every time I feel good, I think it'll last forever. But it doesn't. Nothing lasts forever. I've got an idea. Should I be concerned? You think because I went to rehab, I stayed clean? I mean, ain't that the point? If I could be a different person. I would. Baby, just take your time. You're delicate. I would tell everyone I love to at least try and change. Okay, so if you are listening to this and you have not watched Euphoria, I don't know why you're listening to this. Yeah, you shouldn't. But spoil things for yeah, you. this is a warning that we will spoil everything for mm -hmm. you. Um, and this is a show that has some like reveals, so it's not something that you want to like go in knowing all the twists and turns because that's sort of the point of this show. Uh huh. So um, Euphoria, we're gonna be talking about season one. Uh, the show is created by Sam Levinson. 
on HBO Max. Um, it's co-produced by A24, their first television show. Um, the first episode of season one premiered June 16th, 2019. So we are very late to this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I just binged this um, both seasons last week, like Sunday through Saturday. Yeah, it's a sort of tight eight episode first season. Um, they're between like 45 and 55 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And this is HBO's first foray into a teen drama. Um, I got into it recently as well. And then sort of rewatched most of the second season with you here and there. Um, this is a show that I had been hearing was uh, very good from different people. And it's weird because, like I said, it came out in 2019. And I was really late. And then I recommend it to you. So we're both pretty late on it. But then by the time I binge watched the first season, I caught up with the second season airing because um, this show is because of this little pandemic we had to deal with um it pushed the second season way back so uh we'll be talking about that one in another episode but uh season one was june 2019 season two didn't premiere until january 2022 so uh wow. big gap and now they're saying season three won't be out until 2024 so all these kids will be i mean they're already adults they're gonna be like old yeah but um we're sort of just dealing with that now in society, like Stranger Things, like three or four year break between seasons. Yeah, those kids are like probably old enough to have kids. Yeah, <laughs> they're like old as the parents were in the first season. Not that bad, but uh, it is pretty bad. So uh, this is this show, Euphoria, is based on an Israeli show of the same name um, created by Ron Lesham and Daphna Levin, who both work on HBO's version as well. Um, the Israeli show re- was released in 2012, uh, following the events that took place in the 1990s. So I think just sort of loosely based on that, I just now saw that while I was doing a little bit of research. So I'm not sure how close it is as far as if it's like, um, shameless where, or the office where it like yeah. follows. I forget shameless was a british show first yeah there's like every everything has either we don't can't come up with anything original <laughs> or if we do we uh they, another country takes it from us so it's all fair fair yeah, yeah it, it's it all balances itself out but um i'll go through the cast real quick real quick the main cast from season one we have the obvious lead is zendaya as rue our, our main character do we know her last name she just goes to Zendaya. Zendaya. That's how famous she is. Yeah. Um, Hunter Schaefer as Jules. We have Angus Cloud as Fezco or Fez. Uh, Jacob Elordi as Nate. Maud Apatow as Lexi. So uh, Judd Apatow's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexa Demi as Maddie. We have Barbie Ferreira as Kat. Sydney Sweeney as Cassie. Algie Smith as Chris. Uh, Javon Walton as Ashtray, Coleman Domingo as Allie, Eric Dane as Cal, who's Nate's dad, um, Nika King as Leslie, who's Rue's mom, Storm Reed as Gia, who's Rue's sister. We have Austin Abrams as Ethan, and Alana Uback as Suze, who's uh, Cassie, Cassie and Maddie's mom. That sort of 
the, I would say the big main cast of season one, there are other side characters and, and we get introduced to some more characters in season two, but, and, and I will say, well, because we just watched both seasons binged without like a break between the two, we'll probably touch on things in season two in this yeah episode on maybe unintentionally, too. unintentionally. Yeah. This will be an open conversation. We'll, we will be going episode by episode, but um, not like super tight sort of bounce around uh, more of a casual conversation because uh, I just, I don't know. I, I hate it to be too structured and feel like we're just recapping the season, uh-huh. but uh, I do want to sort of have some kind of structure to it. So um, yeah. So just be warned that if you've only seen the first season, we'll be doing spoilers for the second season too. So watch them both and uh, come back. You, yeah. We'll, we'll say hit pause right now and then come back. So yeah, we're waiting. <laughs> rating okay welcome back uh that was really good i'm so glad that you watched uh two whole two full seasons i mean nikki did it in a week i'm sure you can do it but um i i guess and this will come up in a little bit in trivia but um i guess like every episode of this first season was named after a rap song okay and even unintentionally some people think the first episode obviously is pilot because that's what like every first episode of every show is called but Uh there's a song called pilot by uh, 50 cent so uh it technically could be but this is the one where we in in each uh episode in the first season sort of focuses on one character and rue sort of narrates like their background tells their backstory she knows everything about everyone in this little neighborhood yeah and i think (laughs) i really really love that structure like we open each episode with this background like the life story of one character and then we get the logo like Mm -hmm. the intro and then we go into the episode so it's sort of cool to set up and they deviate a little bit of that away like away from that in the second season which is fine because you only have so many characters we we sort of get to know everybody pretty well so um, the first episode, obviously, the featured character is Rue. Um, again, this aired in 2019, so it just sort of goes back and shows um, Rue's background, that her dad died of cancer, um, which led to her drug addiction, which is sort of the central part of this whole show, mm-hmm. um, Rue dealing with a drug addiction. Uh, she's 17, she returns home from rehab, and immediately goes to Fez and buys more drugs. Yeah. She- um, she doesn't intend on being sober. No. Even after, it's kind of like rehab was forced on her, so. Yeah, and uh, again, that's sort of the focus on the whole show, and then, like, everything surrounding that is what the show's really about, but, you know, we've heard a lot about, or at least I've read a lot about how well this is depicted, and I know, like, my friend Jason, I was talking about the show, and he's like, I'm not into drug shows, and I'm like, what, what does that mean, drug shows? And I'm like, I, I guess there is like a subgenre, but I wouldn't say this is like uh, Breaking Bad or Ozark uh-huh. or something. This drug is. Drug I mean, it is. A, this is more of a, a. This is a sexy teenage show. This is a teen drama. And and when I when I was first um, like heard of it, I was like, A24, I'm going to watch one episode, give it a chance. But it's I, I feel like I'm an old man and it's not for me. And then I watched it and I'm like, this definitely isn't for like high schoolers, but I know high schoolers watch it. Yeah, and I kind of felt like, even throughout watching this, it's like, kind of roll my eyes as like, oh, this is like another sexy teenage TV show, movie, like, I don't know, it's just 
over the top and unrealistic. It's like, I, like, I mean, obviously we were teenagers and some of this shit does happen, but I don't know. It's just kind of extreme at times. Yeah. I mean, it is um, depicted as, you know, and, and I don't know. I'm like, part of me is like, you know, obviously it's dramatized, but then I'm like, maybe this is what teenage life sort of really is. And like, bigger cities and yeah and i'm like i've talked to a few people who are like should i watch it and i'm like if you're a parent you probably shouldn't because it might scare the shit out of you yeah like i imagined you know it's funny because i'm like high schoolers shouldn't watch this i'm like high schoolers are living this mm-hmm. you know maybe not like every character has something crazy going on in their life is probably not that there's probably are some characters in real life that just don't have dramatic shit going on but uh I mean, especially comparing my teenage years to this show, I was very sheltered. Um, but I did have a friend who was a teenage prostitute. I did have friends that do drugs. Yeah. So, yeah. I've seen a meme going around that is like, um, stop pretending you're a character from Euphoria. You grew up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. <laughs> um, and I'm like, if nothing else, in Iowa, everybody knew a Fez. Oh, yeah. Maybe not at the level that he's at. Right. But everybody knew the older guy who was uh, sort of slow and dumb, but he's really nice and he sold drugs. Yep. And you could go to him and everybody was his friend because guess what? He had the fucking drugs. So mm-hmm. uh, we all knew a Fez. But this episode, we're also introduced to Jules, who uh, is a transgender girl who is new in town. Um, she's invited to this big party by Cat. Uh, and this is also where, um, uh, we meet, uh, Christopher, who's the, like the black football player who's dating, uh, or he starts mm-hmm. dating, uh, Cassie. Um, mm-hmm. so Jules decides to meet up at the motel in this episode before the party with an older man for a hookup. Uh, she uses like an app to hook up. Uh, the guy asks her about her age and she lies and says that she's older and the guy ends up recording them having sex and he's pretty rough and, uh, creepy. Yeah, it's uncomfortable to watch yes um and then at the party cat loses her virginity when she's like hanging out with a group of guys um mckay and his girlfriend cassie have an uncomfortable sexual encounter um maddie who recently broke up with a star quarterback nate who we meet has um public revenge sex at with a party goer named tyler in the pool in front of everybody of course uh just to trigger tyler or just to trigger nate um and then uh, Nate drunkenly harasses Jules, who then uh, threatens him with a knife before cutting herself. So she sort of establishes herself as like a sort of I mean, some people would say she's crazy, but I think it's sort of yeah. like uh, an alpha. Like, don't fuck right. with me. Yeah, it's like, I mean, everybody was watching Nate like pick on this girl. And I don't know. Like you said, it's just like, don't fuck with me. I'll cut you. <laughs> right. <laughs> in front of all these people. Yeah, it reminded Put me him of... in his place It reminded fast. me of that saying when, um, like, you, you hear people say, like, if you're ever in a fight and you're, like, outnumbered or, like, you feel like the person could totally kick your ass, like, go nuts at them. Mm-hmm. And they'll be so, like, taken back and scared of your aggressiveness yeah. that they're like, oh, never mind. Like, I'm not fucking with that person. I scream like a pterodactyl. Or get be- naked and run at him. No one wants, like, a naked person attacking <laughs> them. But, Just uh, out-crazy them. Right. So, uh, Jewel leaves the party. Rue, Rue sort of meets up with her outside and takes her back to her house. 
Um, and as Nate returns home, he encounters his father, Cal, and that's how we find out, oh, Cal was the g- guy that hooked up with uh, Jules. Jules. So, yeah, so Nate, like we said, like the quarterback f- football guy, his dad's the one that's uh, kind of a little pervert. More than a little pervert, yeah. But uh... <laughs> Likes to hook up with um, people in hotel rooms and record them secretly. Yes, total creep. So, um, the that that sort of leads us into the second episode where we learn about Nate, who I would say outside of Jules or not Jules, uh, Rue is sort of like the next character we know most about because mm-hmm. we know his whole family. Um, there's a lot of story behind Nate that shapes him into who he is, which is the jock piece of shit every school has. Yeah. But he's like way worse. Um. Part of me sympathizes with him through this show. Part of, I mean, he is like the most hateable character. Oh, yeah. On here, but he also, growing up and seeing how he was treated by his dad and his family dynamics, it's like no wonder he ended up like this. It's hard not to talk about season two when you want to talk about Nate. Um, Yeah, in season two, a lot happens. Like, he gets what he deserves and he also redeems himself a little bit but that's jumping way ahead but it's yeah. it's it's his storyline just what happens to him just sometimes feels really good in season yeah. two <laughs> so so tune in for for uh, uh, the next episode if you want to hear and, and if you're listening well, let's talk about what a piece of shit he is this season well yeah and if and if you're listening and you've seen this you already know but um this this episode, like I said, each one focuses on someone, and this is Nate's episode. So um, it goes. It starts when he's little. At eleven, he discovers his father's collection of homemade videos featuring him having sex with um, young men and transgender women. Mm-hmm. Um, upon entering high school, Nate becomes a successful quarterback who struggles with anger issues and sexual insecurities. No wonder, because he's been watching his dad fuck people on camera. Yeah. Um, in the present, Nate breaks into Tyler's house and severely beats him. So the the girl or the guy that had sex with Maddie in the pool, Tyler, that isn't really even a character on the show. Yeah. He just is an unfortunate guy who had a hot chick at a party. Like she threw her, herself at him. Right. Like, used him as a pawn. Um, and of course, it was in front of everybody and people got it on, you know, on their phones, recorded it. And so she's embarrassed and she's trying to say, like, oh, I don't remember it. I was blackout drunk. And where it's like, well, if you were blacked out, that's rape. Right. And she goes with that. I mean, also, she's underage and this Tyler guy is, like, 22. So that's another issue. Um, But, yeah, continue. No, it's, it's like, Nate, you know, he should obviously be mad at her, but... He's he's going to take it out on this guy because he has anger issues. He breaks into his house and waits for him and then beats uh, beats him up nearly to death. Um, pretty much told him he had no choice um, because it's like either I'm going to beat you up or you're going to get statutory rape charge. Well, I think that comes later. Well, he blackmails him later. He does. Yeah, but. Um, I mean, both times. Yeah. I mean, he's like, I'm going to beat you up and you're not going to do anything about it. Right. So. Yeah, if you go to the police, I'll tell them why why you're beat up, basically. Yeah, I hated that scene, watching him get beat up. Oh, yeah, it's brutal. I mean, Ugh. 
they really set the stage for hating Nate right away. Mm-hmm. He is there's like no redeeming qualities about him until season two. Yeah. Um, so on the first day of school, uh, Rue sort of has a big breakdown because well people keep asking her about summer and they all every, everybody in school knows that she went to rehab and she overdosed that she overdosed so everybody's like oh are you clean are you clean i think you know that is probably what happens and people don't realize like that's not helping yeah you know constantly bringing it up like the i mean everyone's just, giving her like a look in the hallways right. it's like oh that's the girl yeah this is how i mean I, we grew up in small town Iowa and know how like gossip works right and then we sort of meet Cassie's little sister Lexi who we find out was like one of Rue's oldest friends um she tries to comfort her but Rue sort of lashes out at her uh I feel like you know especially in the first season Lexi's just sort of this um unfortunate background character she's just sort of there she's Mm -hmm. she's like she has no drama in this in the show at first like she just sits in the background and she tries to keep this friendship with rue because she's known her forever even though they really don't have anything in common anymore um she has nothing in common with her sisters because she's sort of she's not considered the pretty sister she's more the smart sister Mm -hmm. um and so they established that her, established Lexi, which will come back in the second season. Um, but Rue reminisces about trying oxycodone or codone, I don't know, oxy for the oxy, first time yeah. at 13, uh, stealing from her father's prescriptions because he had cancer. Um, and then Kat discovers that a video of her having sex at McKay's party is uh, being passed around online. Um, but what I, what's just sort of cool about this uh and I really like about the season yeah. and Kat's character is that she's like, oh, like guys are into girls like she's a full figured girl. Mm-hmm. like, uh, And uh, she realizes like she's always considered herself like I'm the fat friend. And now she realizes like, oh, there's guys who love this. Yeah. And so she sort of flips the switch and turns that into a she's becomes a cam girl. Um, Yeah. Like, I mean, that's like horrible like she was losing her virginity and didn't know that i I think she didn't know that the guy was recording her from no behind right and so i mean it was wasn't i don't think you got her face in the video so she could easily deny that right say that wasn't her um but then that ended up on like pornhub or something right and she saw the comments yeah of like complimentary People loved her and it's right. just like she i don't know just realized that um she's sexy yeah she she was obviously mortified went around tried to sort of control the narrative had the dude that recorded her basically was like tell everyone that it's not me or i'll turn you in for child pornography yeah and obviously he doesn't want to go to prison so he does that but then yeah she realizes that her video has made it to Pornhub and that she has sort of unintentionally um gained this like big support system of followers who are it's kind of weird to talk about because like she's still underage yeah the character (laughs) is obviously the actor isn't but uh I mean yeah and it's like this video's on I don't know Pornhub yeah it's like it's technically child pornography right it's like oh so yeah, this show's a little 
A little provocative, provocative. yeah. Um, and then in the meantime, Jules starts messaging with a person um, online, a male high school student, um, sort of texting back and forth, flirting. Um, we'll get back to that later. Um, and then McKay, who who's the uh, again the the football player, and I keep having to remind myself of uh, it's it's Chris, but you know he goes by McKay. Um, he's sort of pretty prominent in season one, and then he's in literally like thirty seconds of season two, and it just I was trying to think uh, what happened to him. Yeah, it's weird, right? <laughs> yeah, like I, I and I, I looked into it, and the actor's like. I don't know. He's like, they brought me, they brought him back for episode one of season two. And then he was sort of just written out and it was no drama with him on set or anything. Uh Um, just sort of, I guess he had his arc and they moved on. Yeah. Um, but he's, he starts spending time with Cassie and it's sort of weird. Like he's sort of like accusing her of being too sexually active because like all the guys are talking that they're all sharing news of her and telling stories and they're like oh you like cassie like she's a freak she has you know there's pictures and videos of her nudes online and instead of just like being like oh either saying like oh i i won't pursue her or oh that's fine with me he like he like goes after her about it and it's like to me it's like dude like she didn't, you know, <laughs> this isn't her problem, like, that these guys are, are shitbags and recording her. and Yeah. Like, so don't make her, don't make her feel, like, dirty or guilty about it. Like, he's, he's sort of, like, slut-shaming her, and it's mm-hmm. like, if you don't like it, then you don't have to date her. Like, you know, she's, she's like, the popular girl at school. Like, she can have any dude she wants, so I don't know. It's a, yeah, it's kind of something girls Oh, it's very with. real, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. And then, um, and more serious, sort of the grown-up side of the story, um, we, we go back to Fezco's place, um, and Rue is there uh, trying to score some pills, and Mouse's, or Fezco's supplier Mouse, this huge Hispanic guy with tattoos all over his face, the most intimidating guy, um, shows up, and uh fez tries to warn rue like you need to go you need to go he's very protective of her she does not listen and um in a super tense scene mouse um basically intimidates her into trying fentanyl Mm -hmm. uh not a good scene luckily um fez protects her and nothing bad really happens after that um well he's like after he pressures her to take it He's like, well, now I need to get paid for it, mm-hmm. and you don't have money, so how are you going to pay me? Basically trying to have sex with her Yeah. Um, while she's, like, super high, and um, Fez just pays for the, like, $600 for the drug or something. Right, because Fezco's the best. Yeah. Um, and it's funny to say that, like, after reading it, it's like, oh, she showed up at the drug dealer's house and, and he paid for her fentanyl, mm-hmm. but he several times throughout the show does everything to save her. And she's just self-destructive. <laughs> right. She's very self-destructive. And, um, it's weird that like the drug dealer is probably like the most moral, morally, mm-hmm. um, righteous character on the show. And I want to get into his backstory, but that's season two. Yeah. The first but episode you can see of season why, two. Yeah. If he's like such a good like moral guy why is he a drug dealer right um and then at the end of this episode it is reveals revealed that the guy that jules is texting with is actually nate using the name tyler 
So mm-hmm. Nate is sort of catfishing Jules. Yeah. And that goes into our uh, episode three, which is called Made You Look. And the character that we focus on in this episode is Cat. So um, we learned that as uh, on a family vacation when Cat was like in elementary school, um, she gains a bunch of weight because what she drink like a bur- bunch of like virgin pina coladas or something. Yeah, something like that. And uh, her middle school boyfriend, Daniel, breaks up with her because when she comes back from vacation, she's bigger. Um, and so she retreats into the world of romance and becomes a popular online <laughs> fanfic writer. Uh, I love this episode, the intro of it. Like they actually like illustrate the fanfic that she's writing. Yeah. And like actually act out her becoming this like big hero. But and... I don't know. It's just so funny because it's like online. She's super popular, but at school, nobody has any idea about her online, like her alter ego i maybe um she's just like an average shy girl right um, and her like so group of friends she's realistic not, yeah and the group of friends she's like the least popular and mm-hmm. the ones that the guys don't look so, at but on like tumblr yeah <laughs> i'm super famous right <laughs> um and then that sort of flashes forward where she starts to work as a cam girl where she's like wearing a, a cat mask or some kind of like face mask um and she's uh catering to a series of submission submissive Submissive. men um with financial domination fetishes so she makes fun of the size of their dicks and uh shames them and then great gig yeah and then uh (laughs) she what does she do she like uh finds them when they do things that she doesn't like yeah and gets money out of them so she's like in high school and she's making good money doing a cam girl yeah which like i said it's just so yeah it's like it's just, I don't know, for a show to have all these underage yeah. people doing this stuff. It's like, uh, uncomfy. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, yeah. Um, this is where, like, Jules sort of confronts Rue and tells her, like, we can't be friends if you if you keep using, uh, if you keep using and relapsing. Meanwhile, she's at um, Narcotics Anonymous, uh, basically pretending that she is sober. She's She's celebrating 60 days. Obviously not, um, but this guy there named Ali, an older black guy. It's her um, sponsor. Yeah, her becomes her sponsor. Oh, okay. He he recognizes right away. Like I've I can see right through your line. Um meanwhile she uh goes and helps Jules take uh some news for Tyler, who's Nate. Um, and then Nate ends up sending her a dick pic. Mm-hmm. Um Rue ends up stealing pills from jules kitchen um and then maddie goes through uh nate's phone while they're like he's he's in the shower or something and she ends up finding uh that uh let's see maddie shocked oh she finds the dick pics in in Nate's yeah phone. she's like suspicious something's going on and while he's like in the shower she decides to go through his phone and then like the she, only thing she finds are dick pics. It's like, uh, yeah. Hey, and, my boyfriend. Uh. And not like, uh, <laughs> yeah, not like just Nate's dick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, other dicks. Right. I just want to establish that for listeners of dicks. that it's not just the pictures of his own dick that he was sending. <laughs> um, There's a lot of dicks in this show. Yeah, lots of full frontal male nudity. Yeah. Um, but just sat, just throwing that in. Absolutely. And uh, 
yeah, I, I would say, you know, like visually, I just love the show. The music, I love the show. Um, pretty much what hooks me is just like the cinematography is gorgeous. The way it's, it's mm-hmm. put together. It's like each episode is its own little short film. Very cinematic with the music and stuff. But uh, this is the point where Jules really wants to go meet Tyler alone at night. And Rue is like begging her not to. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, don't meet some strange man from the Internet alone. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then right after that, um, Rue goes to Jules' house to apologize, ends up kissing her. Um, and then she freaks out. Um, at the thought of alienating Jules, so she goes to Fez to get more drugs, but um, he refuses to sell her any locks around the house, which is like another point, a great point in uh, Fez's mm-hmm. cap, where he's like, "I'm not giving you like you're you're supposed to be getting clean." Mm-hmm. Um, this is sort of our. It, it's interesting. Like we get a little glimpse of the how bad Rue is going to get, but you know, this is like I would say like the first yeah. time where she's just like. Call, she calls him like a low life and he's the reason that she's addicted and and just bashing him and uh, like being a complete shithead to him because he d- he does not want to give her drugs. You know, you see that like little things upset her so much just like kissing her friend and realizing that her friend doesn't wasn't really into that like which is super embarrassing for anyone but like for her it's like <laughs> she wants to run to you know get heroin or some shit right um so we can see that she's just very um sensitive yes she does not know how to deal with the real emotion so mm-hmm. she runs and try and tries to sort of cover with drugs which you find out that jules is so- totally cool with it she's like it's fine it's not a big deal yeah like, she, and at the end of this out. episode she ends up calling ali for help so mm-hmm. um not the not this is the first time of many times she ends up calling Ali. Um, and then that leads into episode four called Shook Ones Part Two. Um, this one focuses on Jules. So we learn that at age 11, Jules is admitted to a psychiatric hospital because of her gender dysmorphia and issues with self-harm. Um, later, she begins transitioning. And then mm-hmm. we flash forward and this is the carnival episode. So. This yeah, this a lot town happens. Yeah, this town has a big carnival that's a big deal. Um Nate and Maddie have an argument and Nate grabs her by the throat after uh she insults his family. Yeah. He gets she, physical. He he well, she's wearing like a sexy outfit and he's like, You gotta go change, you look like a slut or something like that. And he's like, I'm not gonna hang around you looking like that. And then he like, um, she calls nate's mom a cunt in front of like a big crowd and yeah it's they have a very toxic abusive relationship if you can't already tell um and this might be the first time nate's gone violent with her by choking her um but yeah go on so after that uh this is still all happening at the carnival um mckay upsets cassie when uh he's he's introducing her to a friend and does refuses to acknowledge her as his actual girlfriend just like oh yeah we're we're, you know this is my my friend cassie yeah um cassie and maddie both pissed off end up taking mdma um and cassie flirts with that's uh, they took i think that's molly yeah okay (laughs) and then uh cassie ends up flirting with a classmate cat's childhood sweetheart daniel 
Um, and then Jules actually recognizes Cal. He's there like selling uh, like chili. Yeah. yeah, he was like in a chili cook-off. Like he Cal- has the most famous chili yeah, in Nate, this town. Yeah, Cal is Nate's dad. Yeah. Okay. And Jules like looks over and is like, who the hell is this guy? Like, like who is that? Because I know him. Like, I hooked up with him. And uh, Ruth's like, like, that's Nate's dad. It's like, uh-uh. Right. <laughs> and like Rue doesn't believe. It's like, you did not hook up with Nate's dad. He's like a huge guy. Half the town knows him. He's, <laughs> of course, Jules is a new girl in town. So she doesn't know this guy or his reputation. So, right. He's well known around town. Like every, all the local business owners know him and, and mm-hmm. everybody, he's sort of that guy. Every town has a, several of those guys, Yeah, but they don't know his secret. Um, meanwhile, Cat is hanging out with a classmate, Ethan, who we sort of meet here. He's like the nice guy of this, of this show. He's one of the only other likable characters uh, who clearly has a crush on Cat. Um, but she becomes jealous when she thinks that he's flirting with another girl, but it's not the case. Um, and mm-hmm. she ends up having sex with an older guy who's like a carny. Yeah. And she's, she's her confidence with like all these guys online has a, just turned her into a slut. And I hate, of, I hate to say that, but it clouds her judgment. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's kind of like, I'm just going to fuck whoever I want. Cause I'm sexy. And it, it I mean, she does like guys think she's sexy, but it's kind of like it turns into a shit person after a while. Right. And, you know, it sort of shows like the trauma of growing up thinking low of yourself and uh-huh. then suddenly you get this huge confidence boost. It's like, it's like not natural. It's like you go from one um, one extreme to one the extreme other. to the other. It's like, oh, I'm sexy. Well, I'm going to, you know. And she's kind of like rude to all these guys she's hooking oh, yeah. up with. Yeah. It's like, I could treat guys like shit and they still want me. Especially Ethan. Like, mm-hmm. the poor guy is, is throughout this season is super nice to her. Obviously has a huge crush and is sort of like oblivious to like what the fuck her problem is. But luckily yeah. for her, and we'll see later, but it just seems like, you know, eventually she sort of realizes like, Ethan's the really nice guy. Why am I being a shithead to him? Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Rue is looking for her sister Gia and finds her um, smoking weed, which she blows up about. It's like mm-hmm. with some just cool little kids. weed, but yeah, some kids having some weed. Uh, but uh, meanwhile, Cal confronts Jules, begging her not to reveal their secret, um, and she tells him that she will not tell anyone. Yeah, you got like you get. It's kind of like scary because. Cal is like kind of like stalking her a little bit. I'm like, oh my god, what is he gonna do? And to he's her? a big, like, intimidating guy. Yeah, he's like, he's gonna like kill like, her or yeah, something, basically. And then he gets her alone, and he's like a terrified child that can't make eye contact with her. It's like, please don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> and you like kind of feel sorry for him <laughs> in a way. <laughs> but me, I'm like, you know, now Jules knows. Like, Jules should know. When I first saw this, I was like, she has power. She never really ends up using that. Like. Mm-hmm. She could almost use that as, like, hang that over him and Nate, but she's not that kind of person. Yeah, and he said, like, Cal said, like, I know you have the power to destroy my life, but please don't. Right. And I don't think, Cal keeps saying, I didn't know she was underage, and I think that's true. Yeah. Because in that, the, the video, 
sex tape, she says she's 22. Right. So, but still. Did not realize it was one of his, or, or yeah, her, uh, his son's classmates. Yeah. She's, well, she's technically, she's a new student, but um, doesn't mm-hmm. excuse it. But um, after the carnival, Jules decides to meet up with Tyler and discovers that Tyler is actually Nate. Um, Nate threatens to report the nudes Jules has sent him as child pornography unless she keeps quiet about her relationship with his father. Mm-hmm. Um, Jules goes to Rue's house and they end up kissing. Yeah. Um, well, Jules was not happy that Nate turned out to be Tyler. And I think, like, Nate honestly liked Jules, but she's like, fuck you. Like, right, like, you're an asshole. I don't trust you. Yeah, it feels like, and, and they never really, like, confirm it or anything, but it definitely feels like, um, at this point, like, he really does like Jules, but, yeah, Jules has no interest in him, and he's almost like, we couldn't make this a, like, if... It's not like he came out and was like, hey, let's be boyfriend and girlfriend. He's like, let's keep this, still keep this a secret. Right. Because he's, he's the cool jock. He can't be in a relationship with a transgender person. Yeah. And, um. Yeah. um but he's, whole... he's misrepresented um, who he is to Jules anyway. Mm-hmm. So any crush that she has on him is based on and Tyler. And plus that'd be like, him. I think she says, she's like, what's with you and your dad? I right. mean, she, she says something I can't repeat because, um. I think you're an effort, just like your daddy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is like, pisses him off. Right. It's like, what was with you and your dad obsessed with me? Like, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so that ends the fourth season. Um, so we're at the halfway point. So halfway point. I would say we take a quick little break quick and little break. hear from the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. And yeah. then uh, we'll come back and do the second part of season one. listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media the pfpn hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com thanks for listening Okay, and we are back with episode five, Bonnie, oh three, Bonnie and Clyde, obviously a reference to the Eminem song. Um, This one is focuses on the intro focuses on Maddie. So as a child, Maddie lost interest in the idea of working after her mother stopped her from participating in beauty pageants. Because one of the beauty pageant guys turned out to be a pedophile or something. Yeah, everybody has a really fucked up background (laughs) on the show. Not that Maddie was affected by this guy, um, but her mom's like, nope, you're not. <laughs> no more beauty pageants. More, yeah. Um, so eventually found herself in a toxic relationship, very toxic relationship with Nate, um, culminating in his attack with the, at the carnival. Um, flash forward to present day, Rue tells her mother that she is dating Jules. Uh, Maddie tries to hide the injuries on her neck, but they are discovered after she passes out at school and police, a police investigation begins. Mm-hmm. Um, so Maddie's mom presses charges against Nate. Uh, Jules gets frustrated when Rue Ru dismisses her situation with Cal. 
And then um, Ali does not believe that Rue and Jewel's relationship will last, which scares Rue. Okay, there's a lot to unpack of what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sort of going through episode, because yeah. uh, I can't remember these. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, so we'll, then- we'll flash back to where Maddie, um, she passes out at school. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why she passed out, but um, she was putting a lot of makeup on her neck and was wearing, like, a turtleneck and a hoodie, whatever, to cover um, the bruising, the from, bruising Nate. from Nate choking her. And so she passes out, you know, the medics notice that, and then she gets questioned, and she's denying that Nate did it. Um and she won't tell who did do it. Um, and then Nate is also denying he did it, but also is saying, like, well, Maddie's crazy. And I, you know, she just, I don't, I can't remember exactly what his excuse was that it wasn't him, but he's just like, just like, I love her. She, oh, and he also was going like, she, um, every time we take a break, she's sleeping with other guys. So it could have been another, that's probably what it was. It's like, she sleeps with a lot of guys, um, besides me. So maybe it was one of them. One of them. Okay. That's making sense now. Um, so yeah, he's a piece of shit <laughs> and she's, you know, like kind of a textbook, um, toxic relationship, abusive relationship thing, just protecting him. Um, even though he, you know, is no good for her. Some reason she loves him still. Um, well, that's a toxic relationship mm-hmm. for sure. And so that's kind of he's she's like trying to talk to Nate, and Nate's ignoring her. And yeah, she's just obsessed with trying to get things back to normal basically yeah and 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 he's kind of like just doesn't care enough right (laughs) just like just staying away from the situation yeah and meanwhile uh jules is sort of uh she's sort of pissed off at rue because uh she's sort of blowing or pushing this the situation with cal to the side like not making a big deal out of it um and then Ali sort of freaks freaks uh, Rue out by telling her, like, oh, your relationship won't last. You're a druggie. You're in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a fling. And you can't keep lying to people. And, and, and when you're a drug addict, you'll hurt the ones you love. Um, meanwhile, Cassie reconciles. Wait, 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 wait. Back up. I just want to talk about Rue and Jules. Like, Rue, like, really likes Jules. Like, she's... Obsessed. Obsessed. In love. And Jules is kind of like, um, I don't think she's ever dated a girl before. And I think this is kind of like, she's not on the same level. No, she's having fun. She's she's having fun, but she's not, like, in love. Right. But, all right. And then... (laughs) Yeah, this episode is pretty packed. Uh, and then Cassie reconciles with McKay. Um, they they kiss and make up. They say, "Who apologized for his behavior at the carnival?" Um, meanwhile, um, Cat is being a total bitch to Ethan, and mm-hmm. he's pretty clueless as to what the hell he did. Like, 
yeah she won't tell him right that first that first like it seemed like you know she was treating him like you know oh i I like you too they're sort of flirting back and forth and ethan has a crush on her and then it's like oh she realizes that you know other guys can like her not just the nice guy so Mm -hmm. she's sort of just being like a cold bitch to him and yeah over a misunderstanding which drives me insane it's like he was just talking to another girl and it turns out to be like his sister's co-worker is like tell your sister to text me back or something right. shit like that and so cat in her sort of transformation she goes to this clothing store to get a whole new wardrobe like a sexy wardrobe um and she has a sexual encounter with the clothing clerk she first she has like a fantasy about him um and then uh, does she, does she actually hook up with the guy? I don't remember that. Yeah, she's like putting, <laughs> she's t- going into a dressing room with all I know, these clothes. I remember she fantasized it, but I didn't remember it actually happening. Yeah, they they do end up hooking up. Oh, like, okay. She's going in, and she has this ridiculous like fantasy where he's like, she's like, you know, can I get your opinion? And then they end up fucking. But like, actually, he's like, hey, do you still need a room? And he's like, are you from here? And they actually do end up hooking up. Okay. Um. And I then, can't keep up with all the guys she's hooking up with. Right. Um, <laughs> Rue apologizes to Lexi um, for having, for, for just basically being a, a shitty friend um, and invites her to go roller skating with her and Jules. Um, so still sort of like, I don't know. Rue, Rue is a shitty friend. Uh, not to ev- just everyone. Most but of these really people Lexi. are shitty. Yeah. Except for Lexi. <laughs> Lexi's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ethan's cool. But, uh, Cal sort of questions the effects his his uh secret sexuality has on his children. He's yeah, Cal Nate's dad, he's starting to see I mean he knows Nate's an asshole, but like um with the whole him choking his girlfriend, I mean Nate denies it, but he knows better and he sees that his son's a fucking asshole and he's like, Yeah, this is kind of my fault. <laughs> it's like I I think it's like, um, Cal is trying to be such like a macho man, right? And try to make that out of like make his, his kids, kids alphas, yeah. alphas and everything. And when they're just really like repressing their sexuality, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and and we see that like this incident is not being contained within like the school like they try to go out to eat and get like the nice table because cal like i said is known and around town and they mm-hmm. go to a restaurant and they're like uh can you take your food to go like we don't want you to be seen in a restaurant because of nate's yeah. allegations yeah like everybody in town knows yeah that nate's suspended his, from yeah school? His, his reputation is pretty much you know ruined because mm-hmm. uh yeah he choked a girl it should be um but uh yeah he starts sort of seeing that Oh, you know, this isn't just like a fun fling on the side. It's I'm turning my kid into a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and meanwhile, and behind everybody's back, um, Maddie is meeting Nate at a hotel so that they can do they can be together, be together secretly, in secret. Yeah. And, so she yeah. like wears a hoodie and covers up, and he he goes in a room at a separate time, and they meet up there. Which is totally a thing abusive relationship i don't know like how they portrayed this like abusive relationship is pretty accurate it's yeah, like unfortunately unfortunately it's where like the 
the woman is, you know, even though she's being abused, she's just not giving up. <laughs> and she will secretly see him, and he will still s- treat her like shit. And, yeah. Yeah, so that sort of, um, I, I guess the the final part of this episode, uh, after they go roller skating, Jules takes Rue back home with her, but she can't sleep. So it leads into episode six, which is the next episode. Another uh, ep- reference to uh, an Eminem song, or no, Dr. Dre Dr. and Snoop Dre, Dogg. Yeah. yeah. And I guess the Bonnie and Clyde one was a Jay-Z and Beyonce song. I, I was thinking uh, 97 Bonnie and Clyde was Eminem. So, oh, um, Oh, three Bonnie and Clyde is Jay-Z and Beyonce. My God. So this episode is uh, focused on Chris McKay, who, again, I mentioned um, we're in six episode six of season one, and he is barely in season two. So Mm -hmm. it's sort of weird. But um, growing up, McKay is coached by his father to become a successful football player. Um, When he reaches college, he realizes he has little chance of being recruited by a pro team. Yeah, this happened. I feel like this has happened a lot. Yeah. Of with the people I grew up with, like there's at our high school, they were like great athletes, but then once they get to college, they're benched. Right. You realize that oh, like I was the best in my high school, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean shit. So it's kind of see, um, that's kind of like his life's kind of derailed, like. Right. If I'm not going to be an athlete, then what do I do? Right. And what do you do? You date high schoolers. <laughs> um, but uh-huh. yeah, th- I mean, I don't know. I don't really know. I feel like uh, McKay was sort of um, half-baked. Like his character mm-hmm. it just felt like, and maybe that's why they sort of wrote him out of season two. It just didn't feel like he had a whole lot to him. Yeah. Um, He's just sort of there to almost be like, somebody for nate to go after at some point oh yeah um but nate is uh while he's suspended um and and socially ostracized uh he ends up breaking back into that poor kid tyler's apartment who's now in like a neck brace and can barely fucking exist yeah he can't see out of one eye no and uh <laughs> he's not done so he basically is like i'm gonna plant this um crime onto this poor kid i i have um some, I can basically blackmail this this poor kid um, because he had sex with an underage girl in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And so he basically says, um, go confess to choking Maddie or I will tell the police that you had sex. And, and a lot of people saw you have sex with an underage girl. So which, whichever crime. Yeah, which um, choking a girl is a little... Lesser, lesser crime, crime yeah. than you won't be on a sex offender list yeah. yeah so and just like he made up the story like oh you tried to be with maddie but she told you she had a boyfriend so you choked her right and he also blackmails jules into telling the police that she oh, saw yeah. tyler attack maddie so that there's a witness and how he blackmailed her is because when he was pretend pretending to be tyler he got nudes of Jules and he printed them off and be like, I will turn this in for child pornography. Um, if you don't be a, um, what'd you call him? A, uh, a witness. Well, um, alibi, whatever. My alibi. Yeah. Or something like that. (laughs) Witness. Yeah. Um, which is, I don't know, crazy. I know different states have different laws, but like, can like a 
an underage person send nude to another underage person and you go and that person gets in right. trouble for yeah saying, i don't know i don't know i don't know it seems like it'd be weird to get uh arrested for having nudes of yourself or sending nudes of yourself mm-hmm. unless you're sending i know nudes. it has happened right but what a, i don't know i feel like nate wouldn't really pull, go through with that but anyway and this is the <laughs> halloween episode there's a halloween party um McKay and uh, Cassie are about to have sex, and these guys break in and and have like they violently haze him by he's he's hazed by the fraternity brothers. Yeah, it's really um, weird. But then he does end up having sex with Cassie, um, but he's too aggressive. Yeah, it makes her cry. It's really uncomfortable. Again. Yeah, it's like he, I don't. They, they act like they the these frat boys wreck like they were raping him right or yeah it's almost like he takes his anger out on her yeah and it's just so uncomfortable but and the next night there's a halloween party um daniel hosts a party and the whole time jules is getting uh trashed um and rue of course is being obsessive worrying about it like i mean rue i i think even outside of her drug problems is just you know her um deep love for uh jules is not helping her her drug addiction and her anxiety and her issues because it's like jules is just having fun and flirting with everybody and and rue's like obsessed like we're taking it so seriously and so making her very vulnerable to being hurt um if jules you know does anything right wrong and that happens <laughs> right and then um rue ends up apologizing to fez because of um for being a shitty friend and, and mm-hmm. saying what she said um cat hooks up with ethan but ditches him when he visits the bathroom i'm trying i don't remember that yeah <laughs> um and then when uh cassie refuses to have sex with daniel he insults her at home cassie realizes her period is late Um, Mm. nate and maddie arrive at daniel's party and are applauded by the party goers yeah now that nate has cleared his name everyone thinks he's a hero yeah it's disgusting like he was yeah and what's a bummer about i mean obviously the obvious bummer is that he's a piece of shit but it's like i feel bad that uh that uh maddie like she knows the truth and she has to like pretend for nate's sake that he did not choke her out mm-hmm. like everybody's hailing like yeah, yeah you know he he's he wasn't he was right like he he didn't do it it was this other guy and she, those two are the only ones that know and or Matt- i guess not the only ones but and Maddie's like throughout this season and next season, she's like holding grudges against him because she's like, she knows she's being treated like shit. And then when, you know, it happens, it's like she wants revenge, but she loves him. It's so complicated. It's just, it's like, I do all this for you yeah. and you still treat me like shit. Yeah. Um, so a complete toxic relationship. Yeah. And so, uh, at the very end, Rue becomes suspicious when she sees how Jules reacts to um, the party goers, like, applauding. 
Yeah, she's she. Jules is kind of making looks at Nate, and she's trying like can't figure out like, does she like does she like Nate? Is she scared of Nate? She's like there's like she knows something's going on between those two, but she can't right. figure it out. And Jules is not telling anybody because she's scared of Nate, right? Because he has blackmail against her. Yeah. Yeah. So Rue's just or sort he of blackmailed conf- her. Yeah, Rue's Whatever. just sort of confused, like. <laughs> how and why Jules would react that way but uh-huh. but Rue is also being like overly um like she's watching every one of Jules moves like she's overanalyzing overanalyzing everything yeah yeah and so that leads into episode 7 we're almost at the uh home plate almost at um, the home plate the trials and tribulations of trying to pee while depressed I don't know what that is a reference to. Um, there probably is a song that that's a reference to, but this one, this episode focuses on Cassie. So um, talks about how Cassie's parents get divorced when she is very, when she is in her early teens. Um, and after a car accident, her dad descends into drug addiction and poverty and ends up leaving the family. Yeah. Um, sad. So he sort of comes and goes and comes and goes. And then uh, he just goes. Yeah, and then he goes. He was like the hot dad that all the all the other parents, like all the other moms, would hit on, mm-hmm. um, and you know was known as like the really attractive dad. And then yeah, after that car accident, got and into painkillers and ends up being a a real big piece of shit. Another thing is Cassie was really into um, ice skating, and her dad really supported it until her dad couldn't afford like her lessons anymore. And his, like, drug addiction was getting, you know... It became first. Yeah, it became first. So it's kind of like, not only did she, like, lose her father to drugs, but she had, like, one thing she was really good at. She could have been, like, went professional, but, like, because of her dad's drug habit, it's like she no longer ice skated. So... Yeah. Yeah. And that sort of... They sort of allude to the fact that her relationship, and, and this is almost a stereotype, but it's proves to be true a lot with, like, daddy issues, mm-hmm. where she ends up, you know, becoming very sexually active with a lot of uh, other guys in school, and, uh, you know, it's a girl that, like, they, they talk about, like, all the guys, when they hook up with her, want to take pictures, record, and do stuff, and she's not into it, but she doesn't really know and how to And we should no. mention that she has big boobs. Right. She's got big boobs since a young age, so right. she's got a lot of tension. Right. She's so. the blonde with a, a big chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. whether she liked it or not, guys were going to be creep, you know, be right. drawn towards her because she looks adult. <laughs> like, right. And McKay is sort of like the first guy that at times treats her more like a gentleman, doesn't try to um, exploit her, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like she almost doesn't know how to react to McKay because he's more sensitive to her and um, actually cares about her and wants a relationship, even though he's noncommittal at times and sort of an asshole at times. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Rue falls into a manic depression about Jules growing distant. Mm-hmm. She really, like you said, overanalyzes it. And it started off like... People call them rules, Jules and Rule. Uh-huh. It was like rules, the best couple. And their relationship um, went bad really quick, it felt like. Yeah, and I think Jules is growing distance because she was kind of traumatized 
by the whole experience with Nate being Tyler and the blackmailing. And it's just kind of... There's a lot going on that Rue doesn't know about. Yeah. Yeah, and Jules is just trying to figure it out. I don't know. Trying to cope with things. And like we said earlier, she, like this relationship with Rue's is, Rue is more fun to her. Right. She wants it to be more casual. Rue mm-hmm. is absolutely in love. And she's questioning everything why Jules is not calling her back and hanging hanging out with her every waking minute and is not as as obsessed with her as she is with her as mm-hmm. Root is with Jules. Um, after she and Lexi figure out what Nate did to Jules, Rue asks Fez to intimidate him. So basically, goes to Fez and is like, "Can you tell?" Can you tell Nate to stop fucking with us? Uh huh. It's like I don't know, wave your gun at him or something. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and um, Fez is like, no. Right. <laughs> but kind of. uh, Nate shows up at Fez's sort of like little convenience store mm-hmm. that him and Ashtray run. It's almost just like a drug front. They yeah. They run this little rinky dink gas station slash like candy pop that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a drug front but nate shows up there and um in like the most casual way in the most uh the most fez way he's like yo stop fucking with like Rue, Rue. or i'll fucking kill you yeah uh, <laughs> and uh nate sort of retaliates back and is like you know he, i think he calls him half a retard yeah uh just basically is like you don't scare me and then ends up um reporting fez to police so fez and ashtray have to um flush their entire stash yeah of drugs. because they got raided yep so which is like nate what a little bitch right <laughs> like, you fucking rat the worst the worst kind of person a fucking rat mm-hmm. it's like you could have just walked away right He's, but he had to fucking play with fire uh-huh um so they have to flush all their drugs um when the police come to the door uh, meanwhile, Maddie confronts Kat over her new assertive persona. So she sort of is like, why are you being such a bitch? Mm-hmm. Uh, why? What's your deal? Like, not saying like you shouldn't be confident, but why are you being such a piece of shit to Ethan? And why are you being such a bitch to everyone? Yeah. It's like you're beyond confident and just mean. Right. <laughs> and, um, She's having, it's like her last cam session. She's doing a cam session and there's this uh, high paying client who makes her really uncomfortable. And that sort of ends that sort of um, uh, experiment almost. Like there's a guy she can't see uh-huh. on the camera that's like making demands. Oh, yeah. She gets, yeah. She gets freaked out. She gets freaked out. Like this guy just kept, kept tr- like trying to get her to do more and more. do more yeah. by offering her a lot of money and then she tr- kind of tries it and she, yeah it's super creepy yeah it's no longer fun for her yeah so that's the end of her cam girl career mm-hmm. um cassie goes to mckay tells her she's pregnant um yeah. he doesn't know what to do and suggests an abortion and cass i think Ca- cassie really wanted to keep the baby because um kind of when i went back to like she doesn't really know what her purpose is and she's like what if being a mom is my purpose like her purpose was ice skating right and she's kind of just lost like i don't besides 
eye candy. I don't know what what I am or who am I supposed to be. So this is very, you know, tough for her. Right. Because this pregnancy kind of gave her maybe like a future a, a purpose yeah. a purpose yeah um but. and we'll we'll get to where that goes in the next episode mm-hmm. uh meanwhile jules um bails out of town to visit it goes back home to her, her her old hometown to uh visit her friend tc and meets tc's roommate anna um they go clubbing take some drugs uh hook up and uh, have a great time while Jules um, hallucinates about both Nate and Rue. Yeah. So she's on drugs. She's sort of freaking out. Um, she texts Rue the next morning to tell her that she misses her. So yeah. I don't know what to feel like. I'm starting to lose Jules. <laughs> yeah. I, when you were, I, she was at the beginning. I'm like, I love Jules. Like, yeah, she's, she's cool. Cr- yeah. yeah. And then it's like. I understand she's been going through some shit, but like, I don't know, just like her, how she's treating Rue and then doing this with her old friends in her old town. Um, I don't know. It's kind of, she starts getting into drinking and just sort she, of being reckless. Yeah. Yeah. She's very, yes, that's it. That's the word. What reckless. It's just like, you're losing me now. And you're not, th- and she's not thinking about how, it reflects on her and how it how other people like it's affecting everyone including yeah her. she's being selfish <laughs> right um and just, yeah it just sort of is a bummer and like, like i said she just wants to have fun right which is okay but like mm-hmm. don't lead rue on if you don't plan on yeah having a relationship because i mean as looking from the outside in as as we do we see how much she means to rue and it's like and maybe she doesn't realize that. Right. Well, it's sort of, and this is a weird analogy, but you, I've always heard people say, like, when you get home and your dog's, like, super stoked to see you, it's because, like, you are, your, like, you're, you are everything to your dog. Mm-hmm. Like, your dog, his whole life is in your house. You are all he has, where on the other side, like, we go out, we have a life, we have friends, we have a social thing, where it's, like, all that rue has going for her is jules while Uh jules goes out and has fun and goes out of town and does all this other shit and then it's like she doesn't realize that but like also rue's kind of replacing her drug addiction with jules with a jules addiction yeah it's kind of like she has that's kind of what addicts do it's like if like they don't have the like they have to get addicted to something, basically. Right. Which is like you gotta learn to not be addicted to things. Yeah. So. Anyways. So that leads us to episode eight and salt the earth behind you, the finale of season one, which aired in August twenty nineteen. So, um, Rue and Jules reconcile as Rue recovers in a hospital after a kidney infection oh yeah we didn't really get into that like rue rue is like struggling she's like she can't pee right <laughs> which <laughs> yeah was the really, title really, of the episode yeah she time, really yeah. really really has to pee and so the that whole episode she's just like Lit- physically physically fucked up. fucked up on the floor yeah and ends up in the hospital because she has a kidney infection from not peeing and she sort of talks about how, like, I like how this show um, 
sort of shows like the little things you don't know about addicts and drug addiction and stuff because mm-hmm. she talks about how she loves hospitals because she has no responsibilities there. Everybody's happy to see her. Yep. Um, everybody takes care of her. She has no, it's like the only place she can go where she's not stressed, which is like she self-medicates um, self-destruction until she ends up in the hospital. And then it's like, oh, my problems are gone. Everybody takes care of me. It's like a vicious cycle. Yeah. I mean, it's just really bottom line. It's like she doesn't know how to cope with this reality and stresses of life. Right. So it makes sense, I think. It's like she needs, she needs like an aid, like someone to take care of her, basically. Right. And her mom does a great job through the seat throughout right. the show. And her poor little sister has to watch her go through all this oh, shit. I know. I feel so bad for her. She's always crying and gets upset. Yeah. Um, and, and meanwhile, Nate, um, tries to hook up with Maddie, but he cannot get it up. Um, so yeah. he, when, um, she, ta- she confronts him about the dick pics and if he's gay or bi, yeah, gets angry and attacks her again. Yup. Real piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, she steals the video of Cal and Jules that Nate has in his possession, um, Later, and watches it, figures out what it is. She takes the disc, puts it in her purse, ends up watching it, and is like, holy shit. Yeah, and then nothing happens with that until season two. I think she just keeps it in her back pocket as yep. um, blackmail. Yeah, like, rightfully so. She's been attacked by this guy multiple times. Like, she needs yeah. some kind of fucking leverage. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Nate wins his final high school football game in dramatic fashion. He comes back and he's a, he's a star quarterback. He wins, but his dad, Cal has nothing but negative things to say about him, reflecting his, um, shitty behavior again. He's like, yeah, you won the game, but you know, you almost lost it and you you could have played better. You could have done this. Um, Nate Mm -hmm. in a fit of frustration, this guy is just so fucked up. Poor Nate. Um, tries to fight his dad but uh after cal sort of just like puts him on his ass he just begins to sort of beat himself up yeah which freaks cal out literally yeah he literally that yeah, beats He's the like, fucking shit and hits himself i read that uh being his head on the floor yeah and he screaming actually gave himself a concussion oh my god the actor did oh um which freaks cal out he's like what have i done i've created a monster mm-hmm. um and this episode, yeah, some serious shit, because this is the one where Cassie ends up having the abortion, and it's uh, pretty traumatic, obviously, for her. Her family's very supportive, luckily. She doesn't have to, like, do it behind her back or anything, but um, it's not like... This is what I sort of like about the show, is, like, it's not sugarcoating. Like, she doesn't just, like, go to the hospital and come out, and she doesn't have a baby anymore. Like, yeah. They show, like, the little things you don't think about that girls her age have to deal with, and, like, the weird awkwardness of it and they ask if she wants to watch listen to music or this or that and mm-hmm. it's like d- this should almost be like required watching for high schoolers like <laughs> <laughs> don't do drugs don't have uh unprotected sex don't be a cam girl right. i mean if you do just be smart about it yeah <laughs> um and then meanwhile fez has to break into mouse's supplier's house this rich rich white guy's house um because he had to flush his whole uh his, all of his drugs down the toilet because Nate ratted on him. Me, Nate. <laughs> he has to break into this old white guy's house. Um, he tries to just uh, rob the guy, 
but the guy tries to shoot him mm-hmm. and he ends up having to beat the fuck out of him. I don't remember if he actually kills him or just beats the hell out of him. I don't think he kills him, but then like he ends up doing it for an, uh, I assume the guy's son, son yeah. young son or something. But just like, like if, um, what's his, Fez doesn't pay Mouse back he's in a lot of shit right. so it's kind of like this dead, yeah. domino effect it's because nate was a little bitch and ratted on him like fez was desperate to come up with the money so to take care of him and his little brother ash and yeah yeah it's totally so, fucked and, and yeah it's, it's crazy like watching it i didn't like the first time I didn't put two and two together that this was just, I was like, Oh, he just broke into like a rich guy's house. No, it was a uh, mouse's supplier. So okay. he went above mouse, went after his supplier, robbed him to pay back mouse. <laughs> so um, it's funny. It's like, yeah. 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 Paying you back with your zero money. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I thought the, you know, the scene of like the kid watching is like, it sort of connects to future. Like when we learn more about Fez's backstory and ashtray's backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, about this like little kid watching his dad get beat up by a a, a robber, a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. But um, meanwhile, this episode is uh the it focuses on the school's winter formal. Um, so Cat finds Ethan, apologizes for being a bitch to him. So they are sort of a thing now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry I was a cold bitch after she had that scare with the cam thing and her friends sort of tell her, like, you're being a complete bitch. She realizes, like, oh, I've been pushing away Ethan, who's, like, the nicest guy to me. So it's sort yeah. of nice to have that wrapped up, at least for now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rue confronts Nate um, and threatens to expose Cal. But meanwhile, like... Nate shows up to this dance and he's with a different girl that we don't know. He's like grabbing her bare ass in front of everybody on the dance floor, just basically trying to make Maddie jealous. Uh huh. Being a real fucking God, Nate's the worst. <laughs> uh, and Nate taunts her about Jules' loyalty. So basically, like, Drew and, and Nate are going back and forth. He's saying like, "Oh, Jules is so awesome. Um, she has great things ahead of her. She's gonna." dump you and forget about you and you're gonna be a loser just he knows how to like get to rue yeah he knows how to get to a lot of people just um but very manipulative yes and just like like even with like fez is like aren't you like a retard and a piece of shit and like he just the way he talks to people like he kind of he like figures out their insecurities and uses against them yes which is, he's abusive, so abusive. <laughs> Which he learned from his dad. His dad yeah. constantly goes after Nate's weaknesses. Yes. Knows how to control him by using his weaknesses mm-hmm. against him. So, um, yeah, after spending the night trying to make each other jealous, Nate and Maddie end up um, to peacefully end their relationship. It's sort of funny seeing they're like all like all the girls are sitting at a table and they're watching um maddie finally date like dance with nate and i think his cat is like or i don't remember who it was but like they're gonna get like married divorced like three times <laughs> like every, everybody knows that they're like the most toxic relationship uh-huh. but it's like this is just how it's gonna be mm-hmm. um 
Jules tells Rue that she is in love with both her and Anna. Yeah, it's like, God damn, Jules. Yeah. You're rooting for him, but Rue and Jules decide to run away from their town. They get this crazy idea, like, why do we have to stay here? Everything here sucks. Everybody's mm-hmm. an asshole. Let's run away from our problems. Let's be spontaneous and uh, jump on a train. They get to the train station, and Rue's like, oh shit, I wasn't really serious. Yeah. Like, I didn't think you would she actually She kind of has through. anxiety attacks, like, oh, I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Jules is like, fuck it, I am going to. She goes out to train, leaves Rue, heartbroken, who goes home, once again relapses, and then mm-hmm. has a big musical finale, like a yeah. hallucination where she's um, in like a musical. Yeah. A big musical number. Hmm. So that's season one. Yeah. What overall did, is it what you expected? Um, Cause um, I think you seemed a little apprehensive to start it, but then I just kept sort of saying, Hey, you should check it out. And then, and then, you know, it's HBO's second most popular show. Behind I Game assumed of I would eventually get into it. I mean, it's, it kind of is what I expected it to be. Did it uh, hook you right away? Not right away. Like the first episode almost was like too predict. Like, I, I can't say like I predicted everything that would happen, but I just kind of, I don't know. I don't know how to just explain how I liked it, but I'm not blown away by it. And something this show is a little predictable to me. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I, think, like, I feel like I've seen this before. <laughs> Somehow. I don't. Like, I mm-hmm. I was blown away by it when I first watched it. Um, but I'm a sucker for visuals. Like, yeah. a well-produced show. And I feel like HBO's always been at the top, the heap. And then to have A24 come in, I'm like, I could watch a show on mute and love it. Or I could watch the sh- just listen to the show without looking at it and love it. Like the soundtrack, the score, um, the music they use to set the moods is is awesome. And then visually, it's just stunning the way it's filmed. Um, it looks like I said very cinematic. Each episode's yeah. very cinematic. Uh, it's like its own little contained movie in each episode, which had me hooked. Um, I'm a sucker for it. I I think it's really fantastic. Well. I agree with that part, but I feel like sometimes with these shows is like, if you're trying too hard to shock me, I'm over it. <laughs> We're just like, there's a lot of moments. It's like, oh my God, she's hooking up with him. That's happening. This happening. It's kind of like, I almost feel like you're trying too hard. I don't know. That's fine. I don't know what it is. It's like, ugh. you're just... I mean, it is and isn't realistic. Well, I, I feel like it like, sort of exists in its own universe. Uh-huh. Like, these, like, uh... It's like, if all these kids are this fucked up <laughs> morally. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just their small group of, like, five friends. But, mm-hmm. um, like, little things, like, when the... When Rue and Jules are always, like, riding around on their bikes, it's like do, like, what year... I don't know what year in high school they're supposed to be, but I'm like... I wouldn't have been caught dead riding a bike in high school. Like, yeah, once you re- reach a certain age, yeah, it's like you fucking walk or ride with a friend. Yeah, if you can't drive, <laughs> like I would rather walk than be caught riding a bike. But 
Like I said, this is sort of like a fantasy world, it feels like. Uh, I don't, yeah. Like a heightened, heightened world that is not supposed to necessarily be taken 100% serious. Like, we, we get to it in second season, but there's like a school play that's like impossible to exist in a real high school. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, this is like almost a, a dramatized, like, um, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, just like an elevated world that doesn't really exist. It just exists for like a TV show. But then, like, their depiction of drug addicts and addiction, a lot of people like online who have been addicted or been with someone who's addicted, they're saying, you know, it's um, scarily accurate. Yeah. And I, I think it gets a lot of things right. I feel like sometimes it's trying to, sh- trying too hard to, like, Get your attention with shock value. Um, and honestly, I don't like Zendaya's character. I don't know. I don't... Rue is not a believable person You don't to me. buy her. I don't buy her. I don't know if it's that she's played by Zendaya, or it's just like she's supposed to be this out-of-control drug addict who's also pretty, cool, funny. I don't know. It's like she's like... I don't know. It's just like she's too. She's just not real to me. It's almost too. She's too quirky for being what she's supposed to be. Cute and quirky. Right on. Does that make sense? Yes, I I understand what you're saying. You're like you're trying to make her trying too hard to make her likable, not only by casting a very like the most popular actress in the past few years, but just. But when she, mm. we're watching it late, so when this I, came out, she was not very popular. Oh, she was. 2019, maybe, yeah. She, I mean, she, she's been popular for like 10 years. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I, I see it from a different perspective, because all I knew her, I've only seen her in Spider-Man. I I, I guess mean, she was she on like Disney hit, Channel. Yeah, and hit songs and stuff like that. Yeah, I had no idea, so. Yeah, I don't um, know. I'll go through just a little bit of trivia. I have a lot more, but uh, most of it sort of has to do with season two also. So um, we'll go through this little bit of trivia and wrap up. Um, Zendaya's 2020 win for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series makes her the youngest actress to win an Emmy Award at 24 years old. Hmm. Um, Hunter Schaefer, who plays Jules, and Barbie Ferreira, who plays Kat, um, their personal experiences helped creator Sam Levison write their character storylines. So Hunter is um, actually trans, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Barbie is, uh, I guess, you know, she some of her actual real life story comes through in Kat's story. Um, and I'll have a little bit more about her in the second season episode because there's some controversy behind the scenes with her, the actress and the characters. And there's a lot of drama behind this the season or series but i will talk i'll save that for the second episode um so barbie ferreira has had not seen the baby dick before shooting the scene so her (laughs) laughter was genuine a genuine reaction at seeing a micro penis um she would later confirm that it was actually a prosthetic so that scene where there's like a fat guy who is paying her to humiliate him and yeah and laugh at him degrade him for his micro dick um she did not 
was not expecting that when she saw it. Her laugh was genuine. Um, and then the last little bit I had, which I thought was interesting, is not surprising. The show is executively produced by Canadian-born rapper uh-huh. Drake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's season one of Euphoria. I ended on a high note of uh, we don't need your singing. She's been singing uh, the music from the show for... So you get a little bonus of that. But um, did you have any final thoughts on season one before uh, we hang up? That was pretty good. It was worth the watch. Um, I, I think I'm the only person I know personally. <laughs> That's the only person I know personally. Um, that wasn't blown away. But I don't know. But I always talk about how we watch things on here too. And, and imagine if you went into this like when it aired in 2019 and nobody knew anything about it, like you might've been more blown away. Cause you went in no, like the reason almost one of the reasons you watch it was because everybody's talking about it. Were you saying that I'm, I'm too cool to no. like what everybody else likes? No, I'm saying you went into it with everyone hyping it up for you. Maybe. Or if you would have went in and like no one had said it was good or no one had talked about it and you just watched it for the first time, you might be blown away by it. I mean, if it, if I go into a movie and everybody's hyping it up, it's right. not ever going to live up to that I hype. Know. And I, I just kind of feel like with some of these people, like, I, it, what helps is that there was people that I liked, some characters that I liked and I cared about, and I wanted to continue to figure out what happens to them. If I didn't have those two, three people, I would not care about it. Because, like, I have a hard time liking shitty people. <laughs> There's, like, no redeeming qualities. Like, Fez, he's a drug dealer, but I love him. But in this, some of these other characters, like, I don't, I don't care if they just all die in season three. It's just, which I think a lot of people would. I don't know. I, I have a hard time liking people. Yeah. <laughs> so, maybe that's my problem. It's just like, you're a piece of shit, bye. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to like some of them because if they're all hateable, there's no reason to continue. And that's that was my beef with Mad Men. I did not find any of them likable. And people would be like, you're not supposed to like them. Do the, some ex- what gives me motivation to watch it and the, care. Like, you have to like them enough to care. Like, you can like a villain. Right. <laughs> I'm not saying, like, you have to be a good moral person to be likable, but... And you know what? I don't like Zendaya. I just don't. I I would be fine if Rue was not even in the show. Okay. Honestly, <sighs> there's a just a few I would if I could just pick a few and just make their own show out of them. Perfect show. All right. Well, you want your own spinoff then? I want a spinoff of the people I like. You like uh, who do you like then? You like Lexi? Uh, I'm trying to remember which one Lexi is. Maude Apatow. Up, up until the end of season two, which I can't wait to get into that. Do you, and, uh, <laughs> you like Fez and Ashtray, obviously. Yeah. Um. I liked, um. You like Kat? Eh. Jules? I liked her. You like, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to. You know what? I kind of like Cassie. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Like Chris? football player i don't care 
You like Ali? I like Ali a lot. Sure. He's a voice of reason. I like Rue's mom and sister. Yeah. Yeah. I like Ethan a lot. Yeah. And this Suze is awesome. Like their mom, Cassie mm-hmm. and Maddie's mom. She's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So see, there's plenty of likable characters. Yeah. <laughs> you had to balance them out, you know, with the awful characters, but. Was that it? You got everything off your chest? Uh, for season one. Okay. Season two, I'm gonna... Oh, the end of season two? Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. I'll get to it next time. Well, I'm glad that we ended up uh, <laughs> deciding to split this because we're an hour and a half in on oh, just one um, eight episodes season. So uh, I know that my listeners are not probably a lot of crossover on Euphoria. Hopefully we'll have some new listeners who um, will make it 10 minutes in and realize that we're just talking about the show. Yeah. But um, I don't really mm-hmm. give a shit. I never really check my numbers. Um, if you like it, thank you. And you. No, this is going to be the most liked episode. Don't don't discredit it so quickly. Let's hope not. But um, <laughs> I know that Brian Clark will not be listening to uh, to the Euphoria episode. I Why? can never imagine. Because he's never going to watch this show, no matter how. Oh, so I, can we talk shit about him? No. I could. I could not... <laughs> I could not pay Brian Clark to sit through an hour and a half of us talking about a teen drama. So, um, I don't know. I don't know anyone who personally that will actually listen to this. Uh, maybe Brett, just because he's the nicest person, he'll never watch a show, yeah. but he'll listen to this because he's he's awesome. So, if Brett, if you made it ninety four minutes into this episode and you've never seen the show, you are amazing. Thank you for being a good friend. Otherwise, um, you people that are listening who've made it this far and you don't know who we are and don't know who Brett or Brian are. Um, you're the real MVPs. Hi. Um, go back and listen to some other episodes. And talk... everyone who does personally know us and doesn't listen listen to this episode, you're dead to us. No, you're not. I don't blame you at all. I, I would. They listen. won't hear. They won't. Hear I know that. that's the joke. Okay, whatever. We're we're now we're just blabbering. Um, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. A special thank you goes out to my friend Scott Schreiner for our intro and outro music. We'll see you next week on First Time Podcast.